talking about uh, ourselves. Yes. Um, so Speaking of we the actually kind of got some feedback from one of our listeners, i.e. my best friend. Yeah, I mean, uh, the one, maybe the one, two, we have two listeners? We've actually had some surprising amount of yeah. people listen, which is really exciting. We had double digits. I yeah, mean, which, I mean, Impressive. for the first week, I'm, man, surprised. <laughs> um, so we actually got some feedback from one of our listeners, uh, my best friend, who was like, I think an episode where you guys talk about um, who you are um, because we just start talking and um, we give like a little bit of background I think about ourselves yeah, in the, the first, episode, first episode but, but like not really that much I feel like a lot of people unless you're like in a you know conversation at a conference or something you don't really hear a lot of the backstories and if the backstories you know you're asking are from like really high up professional people they sometimes say i don't know i was working in scenic and i jumped over and i just yeah. started the job so there's not really like a, anything to learn from that right you know? true true so like trying to talk about it with the newer generation i think is important because i think so too it's the new way to get in yeah you know, to because um and we've talked about this before that there is definitely a new generation of you know, um, people training to actually be theme park designers, which that didn't really exist. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, it's still a very... I'm actually actively trying to get in the industry. Right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, there's programs out there. There's actually college programs that gear themselves towards that now. Mm -hmm. And that was never... That wasn't a thing 30 years exist. ago, yeah. you know. So it's definitely a new generation of people. Mm -hmm. And so I think us talking through about how we got into the entertainment industry and yep. how we do work for the larger companies that people do seem to really want to work for at some point, mm -hmm. um, kind of giving some insight into how we got there, yeah. um, I think is going to be really valuable. Hopefully. I would have loved this, you know, we'll when see. I was first <laughs> um, applying for internships and yeah, stuff like absolutely. that. I would have died to get any sort of insider information. I so, agree. I yeah. agree. Um, cool. So let, let's start at... Um, I, I kind of, I'm curious, and I think a lot of people always ask it is like, what was the first like thing that got you into just themed entertainment in general? In general. Like whether it was, you know, going to Disney World or going to, or seeing this or, you know, fight, figuring out who Walt Disney was or something. There's always that one, that first step. Insight and insightful moment. Yeah. You know, like for me, it was like, you know, I was, I think I was two or three when my oh, mom wow. okay. first, but that wasn't like my first thought, you know, like sure. I'd been to Walt Disney World when I was like three and five, I think. And I didn't go back until I was like 16, 17, mm. 18, maybe somewhere around there. And that, that was the time that, that solidified I really it for you? solidified it. Sure. Yeah, yeah. What did you experience on that first time that you think that was like, bing, wow, I think I want to do this. For when I was younger or when I was When you 18? were older, when you were 18 and when you it, had that, you know, cognitive yeah. connection there. So I remember I was, I was in college, I think, or go, just going to college and we were planning this trip because my mom wanted to do it because... She's like, we haven't been to Walt Disney World and you guys are all moved out now and I kind of want to like go back, right? It's mm -hmm. just me and my sister. And I think I was like, hell yeah, that sounds fun as hell. Like, why mm -hmm. not? And I'm at college and I can just, you know, go whenever now. Um, so, so I started uh, watching like what's new at the parks. Like mm -hmm. I hadn't been there in a while, right? So I was looking up YouTube and all that stuff and I stumbled on, I don't know if it was on Netflix or it was on some streaming service that was the documentaries that Imagineering does. Oh, you, sure. You know, those where it's like behind the scenes of Splash Mountain with sure. such and such Imagineer or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, they just released a new one 
uh, right. Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but this was like story. I think this was like a two thousands one. Sure. You know, um, mm-hmm. it's like on dinosaur and stuff like that. Nice. And yeah. Nice. Uh, Dave, somebody was on there who I actually met later. Uh, Dave, somebody. Cobb. No. Is that right? No, he's with Disney. He's like a big, big up. Um, but anyway, I was watching that and I was like, holy shit, like this is a job. Like I've never Mm -hmm. really realized that. And like, I've loved it. And I've always, at that point I was in like architecture and I was like, Mm, I want to build buildings or spaces or I didn't really know. I just was like, I like Legos and I want to go build something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's totally. <laughs> when you're 18 year old, you don't really know. You're just doing it to do it. I mean, I would say that listening to your story right now is that the fact that you were that interested already before you even went to Disney World was a clue. Oh, yeah. Because there are teenagers Absolutely. who would be like, I don't even want to go to Disney World. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm know? a nerd, so, like officially at that yeah, point. Totally, right? Yeah, totally. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, what, so what, what do you think yours was? Um. Well, I mean,. I would say the first time I lived in Florida when I was a kid, and so we were lucky enough that <laughs> our <laughs> yeah that some of our field trips were actually to Disney World, which was right. amazing. Um, one time we went to Magic Kingdom, and then another time, you know, they were way more focused on like they need to get an education while they're there. So we went to Epcot, Epcot oh, yeah. instead. You Perfect know? park for it. So, yeah. um, but I went, and I was probably seven one time, and we went to the Magic Kingdom, and. Um, I wrote, rode Pirates of the Caribbean, and that was the first dark ride I ever rode. Now, did you realize at that point, like, somebody had to make this? I or? did not, but it, it definitely like sent me down a path of being, like, wanting to experience more of that stuff. Um, I must have dro- drove my mother crazy when I got back from that field trip <laughs> because I would not shut up about Pirates of the Caribbean. I was like, mm-hmm. Mom, you don't understand. There's whole rooms. You get to pretend <laughs> to be a pirate. They have full pirate ships in there, and there's like a, yeah. a drop, and it was scary. And like, I, you know, and I realized that I was like feeling things, and I was like seven. So I didn't understand that that was a job yet. Yeah. And then the movie would come out like, what, five, when ten I years later? Was, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It came out when I was in high school. Okay, and cool. I was like, yeah. I was so excited for that because it was such an influential ride for me when I was I a kid. Yeah. I d- when what was that 2004 or something like that because i remember that coming out and being like oh yeah that, that's how well 2002 World, right? 2003 yeah like i had no connection Maybe. that Let there me. was even a ride associated with it at see, all and uh, then i like I, yeah because i it was the first so you, attraction yeah, ever yeah. ever rode so i was right. super excited about the movie let's see pirates of the caribbean what year did it come out um Oh yeah, so it was 2003 that the first movie came out. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. that would have I would have been a junior in high school. Yeah, and I don't I don't think I had that, my trip was after that. Right? Oh, so sure. that was just a realization to me, another realization like, oh yeah, that was a ride. Right. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it's really funny to hear people um, now that they don't realize that the right? attraction came first <laughs> and influenced the movie, yeah. which I love because yeah. yeah, it's just a nice little bit of Time, Disney man. history. But um, yeah, later on, I had. Um, a similar incident where I incident I had a similar <laughs> vacation planned and yeah. it was me and a bunch of friends when we were in college we decided to go to Disney World like on our own mm, vacation nice and nice. Um, I hadn't been since I was a kid so I was super excited to go and it was similar where I was like I was old enough to like put the building blocks together and yeah. at that point I was already studying theater yeah, so, so you already had, you yeah. understood, because a lot of the themed entertainment comes from theater mm-hmm. anyway. So exactly. you, the lighting, the, the the scenes, how it's set mm-hmm. up with the dark rooms and yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And at some point in between there, I realized Imagineering was a job. Yeah. And I was absolutely, you know, I mean, you're 
14-year-old kid who's, like, absolutely obsessed with Imagineering. Mm -hmm. And I kind of forgot about it for a while, though, I feel like. I was still into theme parks, but I didn't really think it was, like, something that I could actually do. Achievable. Right. And I think that's just, like... Because there was no path. There right. Was no, there was no like, oh, I could go do this at school. You exactly. Know, it's not like, yeah. And at that time, I don't really think that there was just like a lot of like, yeah, you can go, you know, be that. But uh, I don't know. And and maybe it's because I was from a small town mm-hmm. that you just don't necessarily have those thoughts that you're going to go out and do these like amazing things <laughs> yeah, and work right. for these world-renowned companies. Right. So yeah, I think for me it was more like disney like oh yeah like i know that brand i know Mm -hmm. what that is so yeah i could go work for them and it seems like that's up my alley yeah that's how i first like got excited i think that's how everybody i think so too you know and then like there starts to be a point i guess where you start to realize that like it's a massive industry yeah (laughs) well i mean and for me i think one of the things that was really interesting like there was a point in my college program where i was like i could do I think yeah. I could do that. Yeah. And I think that's the first time that like you start to be realize like, oh, you hear all these Imagineers talk about having all this theater background and then I'm in school <laughs> for theater. theater <laughs> so I could logically make that jump. Yeah. Right? Right. So Yeah. Totally. Cool. So that kind of leads us to kind of our next kind of stage here, which is like now that we've talked about the spark, like mm. what have we, what steps did we take in order to, to make that come true or, sure. or, or get to that place, sure. right? Um, so like what what do you think now that you know what's what you want to do now? What's what were your next steps? Where did you go to college? How did you get into the industry? Kind of sure, thing? sure. Um, so I for me, you know, even when I was in college, I didn't I I don't think. I was even still on that path yet. I would agree. You know, like I didn't, I still was not like, this is a possibility for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that says a lot about where a lot of college training programs are in the there, first place. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. When you go to a college, one, you're trying to decide a major and right. there is no themed entertainment major. <laughs> yeah. Right? So not it's really. not like, so your parents are always asking you, what are you going to do when, when you get out? So what major are you going to do in order to get the job? You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's always like, I don't fucking know. Like, I'm just fucking doing it, right? Yeah. I'm just going to make it happen. But it wasn't until, for me at least, I went through that architecture program. Right. Because you started in architect- architecture in undergrad, correct? Uh, yeah. So I went yeah. to architecture undergrad at Miami, Ohio, not the Miami, <laughs> Florida. And um, I was lucky enough to get in there. They only select like 80 kids a nice. year or something. And I was like, yeah, sure. This sounds great. Whatever. Because um, I was really into like Legos and wanted to become an architect. I was sure. like, sure. It's this a natural is a progression. Sure. Yeah. So, to be interested in spaces in general. Totally. Like, you know, 3D environments. I'm, uh, yeah, I've always been good at, like, in my head, being able to space something out Same. or understand Same. space. yeah. Um, so I was like, yeah, sure, whatever, get into architecture. But architecture wasn't exactly what I thought it was, right? Mm-hmm. It was a lot of, more about code and compliance mm-hmm. and designing for ADA. And you don't really become a designer in architect for another like 20 30 years in architecture field you know you know one of the interesting things when I applied for my graduate program and um I was in final round of interviews with a couple different programs um one of the professors at the school that I ended up choosing in my um interview that I had with him he said you know I hear you talking about 3d space and being interested in 
you know, designing 3D space. He's like, so why not architecture? And I just remember, I very distinctly remember, like, well, there's no story involved, really. I mean, I <laughs> see. Think I didn't even know story was a thing. See, yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> like, I obviously me, was even coming like a, from a theater background right. into yeah, you know, it's completely so I different experiences. Yeah. For me, it was there was no story. It was just like design a building based on the site and look at where the sun's coming from and where the the river sure. sits and how the views are going to lay out. And it was very much about understanding your relationships and context mm -hmm. right and drawing lines and relationships between buildings and your building right right so there was this really uh more it, it wasn't it's literal philosophical Phil yeah, yeah that's a good way to put it you know um and for me it just wasn't i just wasn't vibing after three years sure i just so I you did it for three years on my junior year i dropped it yeah. wow yeah. i didn't know you i thought it was like your first like freshman year and then you were no. like oh eh. i i did it for two years solid and then the beginning of junior year i just was not i just came back from the summer i just wasn't feeling it and it was just getting too yeah i don't know well and i'm sure at that point you're taking more advanced classes yeah and, really... and it, yeah it's really becoming like this is what you're gonna do now and i was just like i'm not so what not did you do it. what did you do then so I dropped um, architecture, and um, thankfully I had taken funniest thing ever. Um, I had stumbled in. Talk about like just opportunities falling in your lap. Uh, as as a freshman, <clears throat> I was looking for some electives, right? Because you get like one or two electives when you're a freshman. Yeah. And I was like looking around just on the you know whatever website it is, and I, I stumbled across the thing called IMS, which is Interactive Media Studies, mm -hmm. and there was a class called like storytelling in video games or game oh. storytelling and i was like that, that sounds, sounds fucking cool, cool. i like, like video games yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and i signed up for it because there's one slot left and i was like got is, in this is great yeah i show this up to fate. the fucking place like and mind you i signed up and the class was in like 30 minutes okay <gasps> oh wow so it was like it was like last second wow. i was literally looking for an elective and I was like, oh, it's in like 30 minutes. Cool, I'll sign up. And I signed up, okay? And I, I show up to the class, and there is five people outside waiting on the wait list to get in the fucking class. Oh, okay? and you just beat everybody and I just, out, and you're I, like, suckers! I don't know if I beat them, or somebody dropped, and I just snuck in. Happened like, it just to, happened to yeah. have. But I was in the class, and uh, Sean Duncan, I think, was the professor. Mm. And he said my name off on the attendance, and I was like, cool, okay, I'm, in the I'm class. supposed to be here. Cool. <laughs> and five people didn't fucking end up in the class. Oh, wow. Right. It was crazy. That's, you know, I. That really makes me very sad for those people. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think that's one of the things that issues that I have with undergraduate experiences, which I think that you're a great example of like, hey, if you're a junior, it is not too late to oh, switch your no, major. Not it's all. not too no. late. Well, like, that was that was freshman year. So freshman year, oh, I freshman got year was one that. class of it, right? And sure. I was like, love. But I'm it. saying in you know your in, architecture. Absolutely, because what you what you need to do in college is you need to take those classes, take classes mm -hmm. that might not relate to you at all or might be way out there or you find something exciting about mm -hmm. it and just take them yeah because what happened is i took one i am after that class i loved it i mm -hmm. was like this is fun this is exciting i find a lot of value in it so i took another class the next semester and took another one, and i was like oh i could make this my minor like sure nine hours or something you make it your minor 18 or something and but you got to keep that real job, Jacob. So you gotta, exactly. You so I can't. I can't. Do, I can't thing. do IMS for my career. That would be ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So when it came that I dropped, I was like, well, obviously I've already gotten a minor going at interactive media studies. I'm just going to flip over to interactive media nice. studies for my major. And thankfully, that department was just starting. Yeah. So um, Glenn Platt over there 
uh, was like, hell yeah, if you want to make it your major, let's try it. I'm let's, sure let's he was like, happen. there probably wasn't that many majors, right? I was the first one. See, there you go. I first knew it. First one to yeah. graduate with the degree in mm-hmm. interactive media studies, the, which doesn't even call it interactive media studies anymore. No, it's of like, course. So like, a lot of these programs are just figuring themselves out totally. currently. I mean, I think about the programs that have started at my university since I've left mm-hmm. and like they're really just starting and there's just not a lot for digital but content. I'll, I'll tell you, you what, know. if you're, if you're a, a designer or somebody who, who has a design eye or something and you're in college, look out for those programs because those programs offer you the most flexibility. They do. And they the do. flexibility. They're just excited to have you. <laughs> as, but as long as you are self-motivated, you can succeed. No, it's true. But if you, if you're relying, if you're like the business student who just, I'm just here to go to a fucking college and get a business degree right. and get in, get out. Then it isn't for you. It like isn't. you shouldn't be taking this. No. But if you're self-motivated and you want to, you're curious about a lot of things, get, find that program. That's like just starting up. That is in a lot of different diverse mm-hmm. kind of um, areas. And then um, just dive into it. Sure. sure. What, what, what was so freaking lucky about my uh, situation is my architecture credits, which had built up over, two plus years mm-hmm. was I had six credits every like uh, every semester for a Monday, Wednesday, Friday studio. It was like five hours. Wow. Yeah. So I had 40 credits built up over those two years. And I was like, I just need the university to approve it as electives. Like I, I took them as quote unquote electives. Oh, right? wow. Okay. And they did. Okay? Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's surprising, honestly. So, so I was shocked. Yeah. Okay. And thank God they did because – I was able to graduate in three and a half years, okay, after switching a major wow. in my junior year, okay. okay? I was able to, like, just get out of there, right? Mm-hmm. So I, it was like I was in a, interactive media studies for a year and a half. So I did two years of architecture, third year right as a start. I dropped it and switched and did a year and a half to get three and a half years. Wow. And at the end of the three and a half years, <clears throat> Glenn Platt, the director of interactive media studies, mm-hmm. asked me, sat me down. He's like, what do you want to do? Like, where do you want to go? What are you interested in? And that's the exact trip that I took in to go to Walt Disney World had happened like the week before. And you were like, I want to do this. And I was like, man, Imagineering sounds really cool. <laughs> like if you if you see anything or, you know, let me know. He's like, oh, that's that's interesting. OK, I'll keep an eye out or whatever. And not but two weeks later, he calls me or hits me on an email and he's like, hey, I just met this guy and at a conference who is running a program in SCAD for themed entertainment. And mm-hmm. he said, it's like the, the path to Imagineering. And he's like, would you be interested? I'm like, hell yes. Yeah, <laughs> like, why would you not? Yeah, be interested totally. In that? Um, so it was a whirlwind and I applied to grad school and got in yeah, in grad that's school. crazy. Like, not so. That's not amazing, so. though. Yeah. I honestly like to hear that you're, um, you know, I would call him your advisor, I mm-hmm. guess, this Glenn Platt guy to keep an eye out for you like that astounding that's amazing because honestly a lot of programs aren't doing that honestly the, the people in an actor in, in interactive media studies now i'm biased because i also taught late years later in interactive media studies sure. but the people there are phenomenal yeah and if you want to talk about like going to a certain degree or taking a certain degree make sure you have people backing you sure who are going to be there and saying absolutely like, it's so i care important. about your future because your future matters to me not only from a professional career wise but also on a personal level yeah like i'm very interested in making you successful yeah. because you're a good human being <laughs> and like i'm a good oh, human being and so we should nice. make that happen yeah right? totally like it's super i i stumbled into something that 
completely happenstance out of luck and thank god but I you were open and receptive to it absolutely that's 100%. i think the big thing is that so many people are like oh no i can't i have this mm-hmm. obligation to this other thing and i think you just need to be open to those right so like what what was your experience in undergrad like what did you go through? so um i started off um as an actor actually I started off as an acting, um, I declared as an, you know, an acting theater major. And partially that was because in my theater program in high school, we didn't have any tech or design because our program, our theater program was so tiny and so underfunded that there was no tech and design. Like there was no, I mean, I think we had like a guy who was like super interested in running the light board, Mm -hmm. you know, like we had a little light board and we had some stuff, but like overall I, acting was pretty much it. But I was always the person who, like, painted the sets. Mm. Like, I was always the person who was like, oh, Tina will paint the trees that we need for this scene or whatever. How did that happen, though? Like, what, did you just stumble in the first time? Or did you volunteer? In theater? Or or no, like, painting sets. Painting sets. How did um, they know, like, Tina was the pa- I think the it's because, painter. well, I mean, <laughs> obviously, my school was, I don't know how big your high school was. Uh, about 800 people. In your total. graduating class? No, graduating class was 250. 250. 200. Mine was 125. Okay. Yeah, so so half, half, half yours, you know. Mine was pretty small too. Mine so. was small, yeah. yeah yours is smaller. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, I mean, my whole, my whole high school was probably, you know, 500 people maybe. Mm-hmm. So, um, I was kind of an art kid. I was always in, there was like an art hallway. Right. Um, that had, you know, all the art classrooms off of it. And I was, a lot of times I was in that hallway. Slim and so, pickings to understand who's got what exactly. role on the, Exactly. Yeah. And so I think a lot of people just saw that I had some ability in art classes and right. they would just, you know, do that. But then Clearly I, I, she can paint. Right. Cool. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then I think there was also just me being like, you know, there would just be like a call to be like, hey, we need to paint scenery. I need volunteer and i would be like yeah "Yeah, totally i'll do that you know um and i was just always willing to be there and um because i just i really loved theater at that point i went to like high school theater festivals at that and i was so into it i I loved it so (laughs) much i was so passionate about it and so i did that and then i went to school i went to an undergrad for that um declared as an acting major and of course um some members of my family were not super <laughs> happy that I was doing that. Um, which, I mean, I get. I understand. I understand the concerns of parents. Sure. Um, you gotta have a real es- job. Especially when you look at the statistics for theater. Like, mm-hmm. it can be really... It can be really tough to argue with your parents about the statistics of what's actually happening there. But a lot of times the statistics are weighed heavily towards acting yeah, um, and don't really include it's success so sad with te- that tech and design kids. To get on an off-topic off to- so- off subject... Um, it's so sad that some of the jobs in this world rely on you not being happy because supply and demand (laughs) tell you like everybody wants to be happy. So a lot of people do like art and because that is like what they're passionate about, but it doesn't pay well at all. It doesn't pay well. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. But I mean, I also think that that's a trope. I think that if you are driven and if you're saying you'll find your niche, you will find your niche, niche. (laughs) you will find your niche. And you will um, you'll, be successful you, in your own right. It's true. You know? It's true. Yeah. Um, and who defines success? Is it a million dollars a year right. in wages? I don't know. You know. Yeah. So it's all dependent. Kind of make but. that up yourself. Yeah. Anyway, all that to say, I, so I started off in acting in undergrad, and I I was fine. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't a great actor. I knew that I really loved theater. I really loved storytelling, but. Like, overall, like, by the time I got to school and I, 
like there was a lot of competitiveness and there was a lot of cattiness between mm-hmm. girls about like, you know, um, people who had better singing voices, people who didn't, keeping your weight down, mm-hmm. keep, you know, like I, there was just a bunch of this stuff that I just wasn't the into. Yeah, into. Yeah, I was just not into it. And um, I had a meeting with one of my uh, with my acting professor and he was like, Tina, you know, you you take direction just fine in class. Um, it's not really about that. And he was just like, but you don't want it. <laughs> and he's like, in order to be an actor, he's yeah. like, let me tell you, there are a thousand actors out there and they want it. Yeah. So they're going to beat you out every time. Yeah. And I think he could just tell that I was not into it. I right. just wasn't that into it. But at the same time, I was taking a principles of design class and I was having a last in that principles of design class Mm. and it was just simple projects you know um we were learning about balance and is this an elective or is this part of your it was part of the program program. i'm almost all i think almost all all the actors had to do it all the actors have to do it too Mm -hmm. it's like my my undergrad was very which by the way i went to viterbo university in la crosse wisconsin i don't think i've mentioned that yet um but they were very uh, much about making sure that everybody had a well-rounded experience so you had to do principles of design and you had to do like shop hours too so you had to like build costumes you had Mm -hmm. to build sets you had kind of had to do it all and at that point i definitely was doing all of it. Right. Um, and then I did one summer where I decided, so my freshman, after my freshman year, I kind of was like, you know, acting is not for me. And then I also had, <laughs> at the end of the year, you kind of, they do what's called cattle call. And you basically have to like present a monologue or a song in front of the entire faculty. Oh, that sounds terrifying. It's (laughs) terrifying. Um, But I mean, I don't know if your school, my grad school had, you know, like a portfolio review at the end of the year to kind of show what you learned, like a capstone kind of thing. So you had to do cattle call for acting. And Mm. I did that. And a couple of my professors were like, this girl is not an actor. (laughs) <laughs> and flat out was like she's not going to make it yeah. and they were very blunt in my reviews that's like one of the best thing at least me personally a best thing about a professor is a person who can tell you the truth tell and me just, the truth and and say hey you're going to get criticism in the real world uh-huh. this is what i'm telling you mm-hmm. you can either take it and excel further in this subject or you can take it and say hey this isn't for me and move on yeah but it, the people the professors who kind of like yeah no it's good yeah you, you did great do it. yeah aren't, aren't helping i don't think so either. I don't, I think it's the so worst. there was definitely a couple professors that like immediately were like, I think one of them literally wrote on my review sheet, like, this girl will not find her career in acting, <laughs> um, like, underlined exclamation point. Sounds like a you comeback know. story. <laughs> right, right. So, um, but at that point, I kind of, it hurt, obviously. because uh, absolutely. I Absolutely. It always hurts. It hurts. Oh yeah, it does. But I, I also yeah. was like, I'm not into this. You're right. Uh, right. I'm not. Uh, criticism is one of the most important things that you need to learn when you're in college Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you need to learn how to take it on the chin and move on and move on because you're going to create a ton of shit in your life and I guarantee you 90% of that shit is going to be criticized and you're going to be put down. It's probably also not going to be good. And it's probably not going to be good Yeah. because at that time you think it's great, but you're always going to improve. You're going to improve. I am constantly improving and growing Mm -hmm. and making things better just as we all are, right? Mm -hmm. We're never done, right? Mm -hmm. It's just some people are more experienced than other people and they don't get as much criticism because they know their shit, you know? But like... the most important thing in college is to understand you're not even close to what is required 
to be in an industry. It's so true. get used to the criticism and keep learning and keep pushing. It's true. You'll get slapped in the face. It's fine. Yeah. Pick, pick yourself back up. You know, that's whatever. The, like you said, take it on the chin and just yeah. keep on going keep because on that's rolling. what you got to do. Because the first time, the first assignment I had in, in uh, grad school was to like show a design for uh, Walt Disney World, Fantasmic, the path that leads back to. Sure. And it was like, okay, it's empty. What do you want to put there? So I was like, oh, okay. So I have to like draw something, I guess. And I hadn't, I hadn't drawn. Never done it. I had never drawn. <laughs> I'd never done it. Because I was always like an illustrator or like programming at that point or 3D modeling. Like I never really like drawn. I hadn't sketched in years. Sure. I'd never taken a traditional art class. Mm. And all of a sudden I'm supposed to draw. And I, I literally don't even know what a Cintiq is at this point. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm on my mouse. Okay. And drawing uh-huh. in Photoshop a fucking thing with my mouse. Wow. Fucking terrible. Yeah, okay? of course. Yeah. It looked awful. But I, I literally looked at that and my professor, Mike Devine, love that guy, literally said, this doesn't look good. It's not great. I get the idea. The concept is, is decent, but it just doesn't look good. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, I did it on a mouse. He's like, you need to get a fucking Cintiq or bamboo like, um, or something. sorry, what? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay, what? I'll go get that. But but if I didn't have that and I didn't try or put something forward and then get slapped in the face, I'm, I'm not where I'm at. You yeah. Know? So you always have to put something forward and, and just get it out. Totally. Yeah. It's true. Um, it is just funny listening to your story compared to my story, you know, because like I said, I, I did that. So I switched my major um, after I did one summer between um, between I think freshman and sophomore year or something where I was working for the Fine Arts Center. Our school had um, a roadhouse where, like, Broadway shows would come through. Oh, cool. And I worked. Yeah, it was fun. Um, So I worked for them for the summer, and I was, like, rewiring, like, the sound system, and, like, I was soldering mic cables, and I was hanging lights and focusing lights for all the shows, you know? And it was, like, big shows. It was, like, moving out, Mm -hmm. um, you know, which is a Broadway tour, and, like, Thoroughly Modern Millie and like all these big, big shows. And I had a freaking blast. Nice. I just, I came back from the year and I'm like, I'm switching my major. (laughs) I'm switching my major to design. And like, it just felt so good to be at that point. It's amazing how much you learn from internships or like just going out and doing a job Uh in your industry, whether it's shadowing or just being Mm -hmm. a a drone on a fucking set or something. You know, it's like just, just go out and do totally don't sit in your couch for the summer which (laughs) that leads me to my next point is that the summer after that one of my professors kind of pulled me aside and she was like hey tina i've seen that you've really taken an interest in design work um i want you i just want you to be aware that like there's summer theater programs like that you can go do Mm. and i think you should do one of those And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I didn't even think about it. So I did, while I was in college, I did several summers at um, uh, summer repertory theaters. And for people who don't know what a summer repertory theater is, it's basically basically a theater festival during the summer. You go to, it's usually hosted by some sort of college or Mm. like a big Shakespeare organization. Many of them are Shakespeare (laughs) organizations. Um, So they're like Virginia Shakespeare Festival, Texas Shakespeare Festival, you know, Utah Shakespeare Festival. That's like one of the bigger ones. And um, I went and applied and I had some connections from professors who were in college. And so Mm. I went and I did like 
a scenic painting and prop painting one for a bit. Nice. And then um, I did a prop, like a full-on prop internship one time. And then I was also, I got bumped up the next year and did a prop artisan position, you know. Damn. So I did a bunch <laughs> of that stuff. Yeah. In the meantime, while I was in school, I was studying lights. I was studying sound. Right. And at that point, I figured out that I really liked scenic design. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is where I want to go. Yeah. So that's kind of where I headed so that that was was, my college experience that was undergrad that was just undergrad just undergrad yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. so by the time I so I actually you went straight from undergrad to graduate school immediately immediately which I I was would not recommend I would not recommend I was was in a weird place in my life in a grad school yeah crazy so that is it's really interesting to hear that perspective because I personally I would not recommend that I think that people need time in between um I took about five years off, four years off between undergrad and graduate school. Mm. Um, and by, because by the time I left undergrad, I was done. Yeah. I was so ready to be done with school. Like I had some mental health issues and, you know, I was just, I was really done with it. Yeah. Um, but I also graduated in 2008, which yeah. was the shit, <laughs> of, the more shit of the shit. Like it was bad. Yeah. None of you know, all, none of my fellow graduates, like we barely had jobs. Right. You know, it was bad. Um, but I worked as a waitress for a year. Um, got to do work. what you got to do. Yep. Um, I also worked at a children's museum, which was really fun and exciting. See, and that's that's another thing. Like, no matter what you're doing, always find a thing that's related to it that you can just yeah. either do for free or like minimum, mm-hmm. or you just want to be in that field or that industry. You don't want to get too lost outside yeah. of the zone. So, like, uh, for instance, my cousin. Um, who is now an athletic director worked mm. for a park uh, doing like special event coordination or coordinating the kickballs sure. and it was free. It was like for two years he did that. Nice. And like now he's the freaking athletic director at a high school. Like nice. you always have to start just be in your industry no matter what it is it's true. and just it's find true. out and how like, to get in there. That's the thing. Like I was working at that children's museum and then it eventually led me to actually do a couple exhibit designs for a children's museum, Yeah, which was super fun. Right? It was so cool to do that. You just need the connection. Yep. You just need the connection. So mm-hmm. I did that for a few years. Um, I also, after that I was um, a senior charge painter for omaha theater company in omaha nebraska <laughs> omaha nebraska lovely is actually omaha, a nebraska. great yeah it's actually a really cool city people dog on it a lot but it's I, a really cool I know city two people from there right it's, it's cool two wow yeah do i know any of those people i think so i think you know both of them oh at least I think it is. I don't know. Hmm. They're both Nebraska heads. They're, they, they love football. Yeah, Gordon's from Nebraska. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Is he from Omaha? He is, well, he's technically from Council Bluffs, I think, which is right uh, outside. Okay. Well, but it's yeah, like being thing. from Omaha. Yeah. yeah. Him and Mark. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. See? He we is both know. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I do know both of those people. For all the listeners Isn't at home. Isn't it weird <laughs> that we have two people from Nebraska, Omaha, Nebraska? That's right. so weird. Yeah. yeah. But hey, it's a great city. So yeah. I did that for a while. Um, and for people who don't know what a scenic charge artist is, um, it's basically the person who's in charge of staining, painting all the sets for a theatrical production. Mm-hmm. Um, you're the person who like coordinates all of, if you have other you know, painters or if you have volunteers, you make sure you order all the paint, you figure out how you're going to paint it. Um, so it's kind of yeah. like a pro- production assistant kind of thing? or is it I more... mean, it's a management position. Okay. So it's a little bit higher up. But, and then you, if, if there are no painters or there are no volunteers, you then paint the sets yourself. 
And at that point, I, I was dr- painting these giant 30-foot by 60-foot backdrops. Mm. So, like, I have a really good concept of scenic painting and theatrical painting, um, which a lot of that gets implemented, actually, in theme parks. Oh, totally. So, um, yeah, like, forced perspective mm-hmm. and, you know, atmospheric perspective. Like, oh, I yeah, understand all of that. Too, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Through painting, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I did that. But then after that, um, I... Like, there was, like, a year in there where I, like, had a bad relationship, and mm. then I just realized, like, I was really So you did your life ready. event thing in the middle? I did my when life the, event during? thing after. <laughs> no, after. Oh, after, <laughs> yeah. sure. We just flip-flopped that part. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I, like, I had a bad relationship and, like, a bad breakup, and I, like, just figured out that at that point. I also got... I. I don't. I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast about this just yet. But I got fired from two jobs. Yeah. In a row, and yeah. I'd never been fired from a job before. Right. And I got fired from two of them in a row, or I should say, like they kindly stopped putting me on the schedule. <laughs> one of them outright fired me. The other one just right. like stopped putting me on the schedule. Yeah. But like I just realized at that point that I was like ready to be in like management roles because mm-hmm. one of the things that the feedback that I was getting was that I was. Too, too much of a leader. Too much of a leader <laughs> in those positions. And that's exactly why they It's a let weird me go. critique. <laughs> it's a very weird critique. Yeah. I've never had that before. Then I worked at a Holiday Inn and they were like, we love that you're a leader. Yeah. You, you know, and so um, I worked at a Holiday Inn and a JCPenney portrait studio. <laughs> nice. So I've had a lot of like those little tiny like, you know, Oddball bullshit jobs. jobs. And, yeah. yeah. So I've had a lot of those. Um, but then, yeah, but all that to say that it made me very hungry for grad school. Yeah, when it absolutely. Came. Like what, so, what brought you to like, say I need to go to grad school? Like, what was that? Um, there was just like a point where like, I had been let go from these two jobs for being too much of a leader. And I was like, I obviously need to be doing bigger jobs mm. than what I'm doing. And then I also was like, I'm working at a holiday inn. Like this is not, what you want I'm a doing. front desk person at a holiday inn. Yeah. This is not what I'm meant to be doing. Yeah. Um, and I'd always had a creative bone in my body and mm-hmm. like, I just was, I was so ready. You ready know? to get out of Omaha? Yeah. No, at this point, I was living in Carbondale, Illinois, actually. Oh, even better. So I moved to this place for this boyfriend. Um, yeah, so that was kind of like the turning point of like, hey, I'm not where I want to be. I'm not where I want to be. Let's uh, try but the, some other the stuff. guy that I was dating at the time, he actually was getting his um, doctorate. Mm, wow. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> he was a jerk. But um, <laughs> he, so he obviously had. Um, He'd already been through a master's program, Mm. and he was actually very encouraging for me to go do, Mm. you know, he was like, you should get a higher education, you know, I think you should. So he was was very supportive of that. Um, But then you stumbled upon, where'd you, uh, UT? So yeah, I did a program what's called what's called Erdas for theater people. If there mm. are any theater people out there, um, if you want to get into grad school, there's this program called Erdas, and I don't remember what it's called. It's like unified, now, blah did, blah blah. When you were looking for this grad school applications or something, were you looking in themed entertainment specifically, or were you just no. like, no, I just want to get theater or something? That's I was still on the theater path yeah. at that time. Yeah, it was just one of those things where like I just didn't even know, like themed entertainment wasn't even like on my register of like this is possible for mm-hmm. me still even at that point right so um i signed up for urdas and urdas for people who don't know is um basically like uh proverbial speed dating for grad schools <laughs> all right so all of the people who want to get to a grad program go to one location and all of the schools go to that same location yeah. you set up been, a little display there, yeah you set up a little display and they're like this is who i am and then they 
they sign up for an interview time if they're interested in. Mm -hmm. So I was very, very lucky um, that I had a lot of interviews from that program um, or from that uh, my little display because mm. um, not everybody you know gets a Got ton it. of them yeah. um, and then I ended up getting a few offers from a few different grads programs so that was great so I kind of had a few choices of where I could go after mm. that and um, it was really funny because there were so many programs that I was like oh wow I'm really interested in this program and then other ones that I was I thought I would be really interested in and by the time I got to the interview, I was like, I am not, <laughs> I am not interested in this program. Right. Um, one of them that was not on my radar was actually SCAD. Oh, no And way. I talked to them and I was like, oh, wow, this is, this is really cool. I just couldn't afford it. That was. It is very expensive. <laughs> I just couldn't afford it. I couldn't justify it to myself. Stupid expensive. Um, and then another one was CalArts where I was like super mm-hmm. interested in CalArts. Yeah. And then what, I had an interview with them and I was like, you guys are way too weird for me. <laughs> You know, because they do a lot of experimental stuff yeah, there. We should get Alex in on this. Right? <laughs> he'd love that. Yeah, he'd be like, hell yeah. Yeah, Cal. Woo, Cal Arts. Um, but yeah, I was like totally not vibing with yeah. them. I was like, you guys are not my school. So, yeah. And they were like one of the people that I was like, I really want to talk to Cal Arts. Well, Arts. of course. Yeah, they have a reputation right. in the industry. Yeah. But I was like totally not my, I'm not really that's in this If you don't know what Cal Arts is, look up Cal Arts. That's like the one school that a lot of people think you go there and you got a chance to get into themed entertainment yeah. because it has so much connections mm-hmm. with Disney, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Which interestingly enough, when I was going to grad school, I didn't necessarily think a lot about connections. Mm. And that is, now that I look back on it, it is so important. Oh my God. The only Incredibly. reason why you should be going to grad school is for connections. Is for connections. Like yeah. do not spend the money unless you know, there are connections. Know who your professors are. Mm-hmm. If you don't know who your professors are, you're doing it wrong. Yep. Yep. Because the only people who are going to get you jobs are your professors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the only reason I got into Disney was my professors. <laughs> like, so that's yeah. really interesting because like mine was kind of the opposite where um, a lot of mine has like ties to regional theater, but mm-hmm. nothing to like uh, you had no themed entertainment, no connections. Themed entertainment yeah. connections at all. But Whereas I, also... I had I had two former Imagineers. See, and, perfect. And one who had been with Disney for thirty plus years, and one who had been in the freelance world. So he had been working for nice. all sorts: Jack Rouse, Adama, all, all those other you know big studio, big companies. Mm-hmm. Which is like, if you're if you have a professor who's been there, done that kind of thing. He immediately can refer you to any one uh-huh. of those companies if he likes you, right? Yep. Um, so I was lucky enough the first summer that I was in grad school was, um, I just, I just gotten there in the winter and this was my first semester and the summer was coming up and he's like, Hey, I want to get you into an internship. We should start looking. I think you'd be great at Jack Rouse because I'm from Cincinnati and it is literally the only themed entertainment company in Cincinnati. So I was like, Oh, that sounds perfect. perfect. Like, let's just do that. So through that connection, I was able to get an interview Got in, was lucky enough to be one of the interns at Jack Rouse that first summer. Nice. Yeah, which was super helpful. That's amazing. But again, t- another totally professor looking out for you. Professor, right? Uh-huh. I mean, uh-huh. again, if you want to do anything in school, get to know your professors well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't kiss ass. Don't get too gushy gushy. Just, oh, see, just fucking a... work, work your ass off and show and prove that you deserve yeah. their attention. Right? Sure, totally. Um, I like, think, so I, in undergrad, I was not a great student at all yeah, no. <laughs> um like i said i had some mental health issues mm-hmm. and like 
I it was the first time being on my own really and so I mean I always want to be an overachiever but like I had like anxiety Mm. and like lots of dealing with that kind of stuff and being overwhelmed yeah I was not a good student in high school either (laughs) (laughs) so this is for all the people who were not uh great in high school or an undergrad (laughs) there's still hope still hope yeah so but yeah I was not a good student but professors liked me Ah, still so I think that that was that saved me because I still was a good person and I think Mm. they could see that I just struggled a lot with that kind of stuff but like I said by the time I got to grad school because I was so hungry like I I feel like I was you know trying to pull ahead and make myself um one of the top students I I don't know my whole class was fantastic and full Mm -hmm. of amazing people when you find a passion you really do know Mm -hmm. and you're like yep this, this is, is it. it. Mm-hmm. I love this. I love everything about it. I'm going to keep working yep. my ass off because that's what I want to do. Yep. It's totally true. Um, yeah. And, and your professors see that. Totally. And they, they can pick out who exactly is giving their all and who is kind yeah. of mad. And I mean, the, I think you said it before, you know, that like it's so much about your own drive in school mm-hmm. though too. And I remember when I was, went to grad school, the whole, like the whole kind of mentality was there, like that they tried to instill on incoming graduate students was that you make your own experience at grad school Mm -hmm. like we're and we're basically advisors facilitators we're facilitators and so you're old enough now that you don't need our help so you need to you know pull your own weight and you need to figure out where you're going to go and so i really took that you know you need to ask the the right questions to Mm -hmm. the right people nobody's going to come to you and say you need xyz you need to go to them and say hey i don't know xyz yep how can i do this achieve it Mm -hmm. and they go oh yeah here's a resource here's a resource yeah you know do that do that i would also say that like in grad school i was the person who was like somebody would come in with like a really amazing scenic model Mm -hmm. and like the next week i'd be like I'm going to have the best scenic model. Like, <laughs> How do I make it look like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like totally. I was very much very aware. And if, I, if it meant I didn't get any sleep, yeah. I didn't get any sleep. It was, it was interesting because in grad school, I felt like a lot of it was like the people who could draw well were the people who stood out because obviously they can just things convey their ideas. And, like, yeah. and I was always like, God damn, I got to get better at drawing. I got to get better at drawing and better at drawing. But I really found that. I, w- I wasn't I'm not an illustrator I don't I don't mm-hmm. draw you're a more lot. 3d I'm very much 3d mm-hmm. and I was able to get by and and do renders that I could do Photoshop on top of those renders to make them shine or add people or add fun activities or something but just doing straight up illustrations is not my gig right but I was able to find an avenue to make it work to show that I could do this right, right. and make it make it happen totally that's what uh, that's what you got to do because there are going to yeah. be people who out there who are just like better drawers oh my than god you and, insane yeah like, I mean you can you can focus on it and, and you, can you can spend time doing it because everybody can get better if, if I wanted to I could spend 10 years and be mm-hmm. exactly the same as them yep but it's not what I wanted to yep. do and exactly. I don't find any enjoyment mm-hmm. out of sketching and drawing that these other people do right so I'm like nope not my avenue that's let's, not your bag let's, yeah let's do something else and let's adapt and, totally. and be different That actually leads us to um, the job that kind of started it all, mm-hmm. which I think is a really interesting perspective, particularly for us, because yes. we both got 
the same job at different times in different offices on opposite sides of the country, different experiences. What year did you get this job? Okay. So we've argued about this before and I've been completely (laughs) I love how we argue about facts. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, I told you the the wrong time last time. Oh, okay. I graduated from grad school. I got my master's in 2016. Okay. So I started it the same year. Okay. 2016. Okay, June yeah. I was like, I think I was 2014. I think I was nice. two or a year or two behind you, at least. In front of me. In front. Sorry. Yeah, yeah correct. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about facts here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so the, the job we're talking about is obviously, uh, for me, it was Disney Creative Entertainment. Same. I that was, was that? It okay, was that Disney was Creative Entertainment at the time. Yeah. And um, we... I the mean, professional internship. The professional internship, Disney Creative Entertainment. It's it's typically posted every six months. I think they, they yeah, change about, out. Mm-hmm. It's like every half year. There is a, a fall and a spring semester. Right, exactly. One. Yeah. Um, and for me, it was, I was getting done with. It's also called the art and design internship. Yes, it's the art, inter- art internship. In, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was just getting out of grad school. And it, technically, I wasn't done. This internship was the last three credits. Nice. Okay. So my uh, program allowed internships to be counted as credits, and I had That's three great. credits left, and I was like, great, Perfect. I got the internship. Let's, yeah. Let's count it. But, um, you know, I had been to Jack Rouse that previous summer, mm-hmm. loved Jack Rouse, learned a ton about making a package, holy crap, and went through that whole year, uh, wrote my thesis, did all that kind of stuff, and was really like getting amped to like try and find something in Disney. Mm-hmm. At that point, Disney again is all I know. And Disney right. is like the thing the, I'm trying to this achieve. This is a natural progression of where you start. Is Absolutely. thinking that the only place that you can work is, the top. is Disney. Yeah. And what you think Or maybe is Universal. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right? It's like the, the, mm-hmm. the prime time, right? You mm-hmm. want to make it there. Um, so for me, it was like, okay, I need to like somehow get in there I, mm-hmm. with professors or just by myself or whatever. Um, and we were fortunate enough to go to on a trip down to Walt Disney World. Mm. And during that trip, uh, we ended up at that speed dating thing where it's like you go and meet a bunch of companies. Now, I had a portfolio and you went to Nickelodeon, then you went to Universal, then you went to Disney and you went to and you just presented your portfolio. Nice. It was like only like 60 seconds. Like I kid you not. Oh, shit. Like 60 fucking seconds. Okay? It's your elevator pitch. And a lot of people didn't get that. <laughs> Thankfully, I was able to come up with something that was presentable and got through my portfolio in literally 60 seconds. Wow. And to the point where I was like, okay, here I am. This is what I got. This is, I'm really interested in this and I'm flipping through my portfolio and just pages and everything. Right. And I mean, it was like the sixth or seventh guy that I had the opportunity to sit down with. And his name was Guy Petty. Petty. That's my boss. Yep. <laughs> and Guy Petty was super low-key, super down-to-earth. He's a great guy, yeah. Great guy. And I sat down. I was like, hey, great to meet you. And he's like, hey, I'm with Disney, creative entertainment or whatever. And I was like, cool, great. Uh, so here's my portfolio. This I'm not freaking out. I'm not freaking out. This is fine. This is fine. This is fine. I'm switching. I'm switching. <laughs> and at the end of it, he said, I think it was lucky enough to be at the end of a break for me, actually. Oh, okay. It was like a 15-minute pause or something because we had gone through like six rounds. Mm-hmm. And I was lucky enough that, you know, he was he turned to me. He's like, hey, that's a you got a great portfolio. I really like it. And I nice. Really like so you, you got a little bit of extra time in there. A, a little bit of like connection there. And um, 
thankfully from thankfully the application process for the winter or fall or whatever internship Mm -hmm. was like a couple weeks later nice so i literally applied i got through the first you know check 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 box of disney you know like you're and you applied for the california one or i applied for either the general yeah i i think for me it was listed as both wasn't it for me it was both it was like you have an art intern florida or california Uh either one i think it was the same for me too so so i like was like okay i'm gonna apply this is a good intro um i didn't even know that guy was like necessarily in that right i didn't like make that connection right yeah yeah, Yeah. yeah and like i got through the checks like you're a human being you have a a portfolio (laughs) check 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 and then i got on a call with mark and yeah, Mark Herbat. Yep. Mark was like, "Hey, this is just like uh, intro. You got past the first couple of rounds, whatever. Just seeing who you are, yada yada yada." And then he's like, "Okay, we're gonna have another interview or something." So it was like I had been through like two things or three. Yeah, things because at that point. for those who don't know, when you apply for any internship with Disney, like you're gonna go through a time period where you're probably not gonna hear anything. First yeah. of all, it is a very long gratuitous process like mm-hmm. it is it is it's a oh, slog it's, it's exhausting it's exhausting Absolutely. and you're going to be on the hook for months yep. it's just the way it the, goes the best thing that i can say is just try your best to ignore all the in-between bits yeah just just don't, don't turn it off it. don't open try it back up about it. wait for the email and mm-hmm. don't think about it yeah don't be because checking your email every five crazy. seconds yep. because you will drive yourself crazy yeah. and don't don't keep tweaking your portfolio you you are where you are. Yeah. You submitted it. And then <laughs> that's when, all you can do. So for people who don't also know, like one of the best things that you can do when you are applying for those gigs is to match your resume as much to right. the job listing as you can. Because a lot of those systems at Disney are actually automated and yeah. they they do a lot of like word pairing of mm. like, oh, there's a similar words and there's similar words here, you know, and that's those are the that ones. First, you got to get through that first, first level, mm-hmm. which is. But don't lie, check, 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 obviously. Check. Right. Don't lie. Like make sure that you're actually able to do the things that the job description, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, calls for. Right. But um, matching that because you have to go through an automated system and then usually a recruiter calls mm-hmm. who has nothing to do with creative entertainment. Zero. And they basically do a lot of the general like um i think at that point is the point that's the like, human you... checks it's yeah, the, yeah yeah it's the you're a person mm-hmm. your name is jacob and I you went to this think... school yada, yada, do they yada. do the like at that point is that the point where they're like do you have tat- visible tattoos yes yeah yeah that's the point and yep. that's like where they ask you about disney look like mm-hmm. do you comply with disney look like yep. that kind of stuff because it's if you the don't basic. then they like immediately yeah. from there so yeah. you don't know what disney look is Look up Disney that. look. <laughs> you know, um, it's all ma- it all matters. So hold on. Before I go on, what how what what's your story to this point? Like to to apply. Sure. So um I kind of had the same thing. Like I was still in theater, obviously, and I'm like, I really would like to try out for Imagineering. I would like to do something with Imagineering. I want to do something with Disney in general. Like at this point, Disney is still the pinnacle, right? Mm-hmm. So I did the same thing. I started Googling um Disney internships and I was on the but yours was yours was purely like online purely online I had no connections at all good thing is like I had a connection that's why I think it's really great to show that there are experience there are different experiences for every person Mm -hmm. who gets in there um 
And so I was completely blind. I did not go in there knowing anybody. Right. Um, and I just outright, I, I was looking for those internships. I finally found that there was ones for creative entertainment. At that time, like, I just, they're not really listing, listing too many imagineering no. proper internships. No. Those are very internal. Yeah. Those well, are hard you have to, to win get. the damn competition, which is the that's true too. Yeah, if you don't know what the imaginations competition, competition I'm kind of bitter is. after that, but that's just my. Did you do the imagination competition? <laughs> yes, I did it did. too. Yeah, Jared and I did it one year. Um, it was fine. We didn't get anywhere. It was you know, it was only two of us. And there were supposed to be yeah. four members of the team, and there yeah. was only two of us. So yeah, it it was not our best work, but we still did it. Um, but yeah, those internships if, are reserved for those yeah, people. Yeah, if you want to get into like Imagineering, that's the only way to it get really an internship. It really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're beating out, stupid, you know, though. a thousand other teams to get there. So yeah. that's pretty hard. Um, so yeah, I saw those ones from Creative Entertainment. Um, I applied for some for that and like Yellow Shoes. Yeah, Yellow I, Shoes is their marketing. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I applied for that because I felt like I was kind of, Same, I think, yeah. you know, into that. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I felt was actually really helpful in the whole process that um, a lot of people might not know about was because I had no inside information and I had no idea what was happening, I um, figured out that there were Facebook groups Mm. for professional internships. And what they do is because the system and the way the whole interview process is designed it's so clouded and you have no idea what's happening that people form these Facebook groups and you go and you say, Hey, I'm applying for internships for yeah. 2016. And somebody starts like a Google doc. It's, and like, it's like, Oh, it's like open source code. It's if you're open. Pro- it's it's, it's completely like, open. It's like and everybody can do shares. whatever they want. Yep. <laughs> so everybody shares this doc and what they do is like, Hey, these were the, you know, 75 internships that yeah. were listed for the fall, sem- you know, 2016 semester. And they're like, here's the art and design one. Here's the one for culinary. Here's the one for animal husbandry. I mean, every single one that you can imagine from, you know, animal kingdom, animal work, and from, you know, the art and design ones, culinary, whatever. And you go into those documents and then you say, hey, I applied, you know, for the art and design one. My name is Tina Savala. I applied at this date. And you Mm. put the date that you did that. And then you see... That there's like, you know, 15 other people who applied for that as well. So when you get the in, what they, what they ask you to do is that when you get an interview or you're moved to another phase of the interview process, you go to the website and you update the Google Docs. It's fascinating. I'm, I didn't do any totally, of that. Totally. Like, of that. it was so helpful because you started to see, like, okay, the Yellow Shoes one. Hmm. They started to interview and I haven't heard anything. Hmm. So it was really helpful to be like, you know what? I probably didn't get that. And it just like alleviates you a little Mm -hmm. bit because like there's there's still always the possibility that you might get that interview and it's fine because, you know, maybe they don't like any of the people that they interview. You you don't know what's going to happen, but it just kind of gives you an indication of where everybody is at in Mm -hmm. the process. So, um, yeah, at that point, I um, I outright just flat out applied and I was lucky enough to make it through that first round. I did mm-hmm. the technique where I was, you know, I customized my resume to make sure that it aligned with the job. Right. And I didn't lie. I really did feel like I could do almost every point, you know, qualification that they required on the art and design one. Right. Yeah. And I put it out there and I worked really hard on my portfolio and I sent it out into the world and it 
like I ended up making it through that first round. Um, and I had my first in-person yeah. interview, or not in-person, I had a phone interview with Mark Hervat and th- Guy Petty, actually. Yeah, I still have no idea <clears throat> who looks at those. I mean, I, I didn't ask the question or anything, so, so uh, who looks at your portfolio and says, yeah, you're the top 10 okay, or 30? Okay, so or... I can give you a little bit of insight yeah, yeah, into please. what I know from my experience. So um, the first round of... Um, interviews is a lot of the, that first um is with the recruiter right, right. that first interview mm-hmm. is with the yeah, recruiter yeah. and i think that that often is the people that have the matching skills right to the job description after that so when i was actually on my internship one of the f- first few days guy petty was like you know you're new here here's our entire server I want you to go through the server and just kind of get yourself familiarized mm-hmm. with where all the files are on yeah. the server, right? Because it's a huge... It's a great first day. Yeah, yeah, right? Because <laughs> yeah, you're like, I had no idea that people <laughs> oh even organized <laughs> files like this, you know? Right, right. So there's a whole file organization mm-hmm. system. I want you to look through all that. Well, there was... Um, Guy Petty was really into having Monday morning meetings. And so he would gather the entire team mm. and... Um, there was a folder that had um, Monday morning meeting, like things that he wanted to bring up during the Monday morning meeting. So Mm. I found that folder and I looked through some archived Monday morning meetings and I was like, just because I just wanted to see what other topics they would explore in those Monday morning meetings. So I was looking through that and there was an art design internship Internship (laughs) file. Love it. And I opened it up because I was just curious and it was the file for this past year's interviews. Mm. So when I got there, I just happened to stumble upon it. (laughs) And what it was, what it looked like to me, was that there was like 500 applicants and all the names were there and all of their websites were listed. And there was about 20 to 30 of us at the top Mm -hmm. with our, our websites. So somebody at some point had gone through. That's crazy. That's fucking crazy. Most of the, and I think, like I said, I think that <laughs> the recruiter says, websites. hey, these are the most, of course. you know, like here's the There's definitely a filter. There at is a at filter. some point there's a filter and you either make it through or you don't. Yeah. And then somebody has to go through those websites, websites. and those 500 mm-hmm. people and literally look at them. Yep. And say, check or no. Nope. Exactly. <laughs> yes or no. And yes so no. the interesting thing. So one of the things that I noticed about that, um, the Facebook group where everybody was, there were people on there who literally applied to like 30 internships. Yeah. Don't do Don't that. Don't do that. Because you, there is Just no go out for what you're, way yeah. that you are qualified for that many internships. Because when you when you get into the internship, there are multiple interns who you are kind of in a group with mm-hmm. who, who go on a little experiences and, you know, go to yeah. the parks. And, and of those, there's like a music and a costume and a media. And a, I mean, there's tons of different like mm-hmm. internships, but you really have to find out which one you're most suited which for. Which one you're suited for. And just exactly. apply to those. Yeah. Don't try but the music were, internship if you've never had music there experience. There were people who were doing that, who like applied yeah. for the art design and then they applied for the culinary and then they applied for the animal husbandry yeah, internship. Yeah, like don't. Like literally there is no way I mean, that if you're you, qualified if you wanna, for all of those. Yeah, if you want to get in somehow to like, I, I understand like the whole philosophy of like, just let me in and I'll sweep the floors kind of thing. Then do the college program. Do the college program mm-hmm. or, or go and work at Disney. Like, but 
applying to internships that you aren't suited for Mm -hmm. is not how you're going to get in because those people are specifically seeking people in that industry that they can train up and use and Mm -hmm. and develop and if you have never done food before don't freak you're not gonna (laughs) you're not gonna get anywhere from it it's not the time and place i have also heard that the recruiters do see all of the internships that you've applied for and if Uh, you've applied for like a ton of them they immediately kind of you know yeah yeah, cut you off because they know that you're not there for, and they also don't know what you do, like mm-hmm. you know. So I think I applied for like three, mm. and they were all kind of like in that art and design Arty kind of category. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, so yeah, I this Monday morning meeting, this file, there was twenty to thirty um, of us that were towards the top, and there was a top ten. Like, who are your top ten choices? And my name was listed there, and like a, there was you know a, you know twenty nine other people that were listed there. And I think literally everybody in the department had to go through and look at each one of those 30 yeah, files and then so give too. a vote. Yeah. They were allowed, I think, three votes. Yeah. I just happened to be one of the people yeah. that ended up no, I, on I, most people's I, list, which I was defi- awesome. I definitely think when it comes down to the final 10, it's a, they, they kind of take everybody in the department and say, like, who do, you, mm-hmm. who do you think is the best? Yeah. I don't think it just comes down to one person deciding yeah no totally because um, i mean you have to work with all those people every day absolutely yeah yeah so 100 percent. um but yeah i had my interview with mark Hervat and guy petty and um it was great i had a great time in mm-hmm. that interview it was well, a phone interview so you did have a connection and the connection is wisconsin right that's my yeah. was, that was so, that's what i was just going to bring yeah, up actually. so it, Whenever you're in an interview and you're just talking and you're kind of bullshitting and you're and you just stumble it's good upon a to connection, bullshit a little bit because it comes up with some good connections. It does. Like yeah. So um, when I was doing my interview, um, you know, I was just kind of telling them a little bit about who I was, and I said, you know, I'm originally from Wisconsin. And Mark Hervat was like, oh, you're <laughs> no from <way>. Wisconsin? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And he's like, I'm from Kenosha. And I was like, oh, my God, I have family in Kenosha. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, man, you know. So like, immediately you trigger something exactly. in that person that's like, I like this person. Yes, ex- <laughs> immediately. And then See, he from- made a comment like he's like, oh, you know, well, I will. I'll try not to take that into no, consideration. No and I was like, oh, please. If that, <laughs> please do. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, it was a funny moment, right? But that uh, wins your points. It does. No, no, no doubt. And I mean, I think um, one of my, uh, you know, one of my professors in grad school had always said, like what people are looking for on a job is like can you do the work are you on time and do i want to work with you those are the three and you have to be at least two of those right um and um i definitely think that i am a can i do it uh, can i do the work and i want to work with this person (laughs) on time that's a whole other you're pretty unfriendly (laughs) i don't know (laughs) so i mean but like i do think that during that interview process i think that mark and Guy were both like, she would fit in great with our yeah, department absolutely. because absolutely. she can just shoot the shit That's and the same, hang out. So that, on the very similar vein, when I was having my interview, mm-hmm. I was fortunate enough to already have met Guy. Right. And Guy had already seen me in person, mm-hmm. which is a huge win for me because he's now totally. saying, I know what this person looks like, his, his mannerisms, how he talks, how he presents himself. Mm-hmm. And all those things play a huge factor in to will this guy fit in, right? So if you can go on those speed dating things or get into this, to this person who you can meet somewhere at a conference or just putting your face out there to just like say, this is who I am instead of just saying it's on the phone, 
that's a miles and leaps ahead because yeah. I was already on the interview and I felt like they were already like, we like this guy. Right. Like, we like this. And Which I'm like, cool. This great, is great. Like, because I yeah. was completely the opposite. I had a phone right. interview. There was no face. You were coming there- in cold completely cold cold. yeah Yeah. which i mean like i still like to this day i'm like i have no idea right like how i got picked i have no idea because there's like okay so some of the people i looked through all the other people that i was up Mm -hmm. against that year right of course you're (laughs) curious right um there is a girl who was in the same year as me her name is gina chang if you have never seen her work look up gina chang she does like work for disney animation now Mm. i mean she like uh, her work is incredible and i was like i beat out this girl like i don't even know mm. how this is freaking possible she's incredible yeah but she was like more an animation person i mean she did i think she did um all of the concept work for the new disney parade oh cool where they kind of do like the coco parade mm-hmm. thing i don't know if you've seen that with I like the bridge the yeah. you know the flower bridge and stuff she did all the concept work for that you know so she does work for that but a lot of her stuff had been based in more kind of animation i think yeah um and one of the things that i remember mark telling me about my portfolio um after i'd gotten the internship is that he said that he could tell that I could just do the work. I didn't just have like final portfolio pieces. I had all of the... um, In progress. In progress stuff. And then also just like um, I knew how to draft. Yeah. You know, like I had all these CAD draftings. I had paint elevations. Diversity is huge in an internship because they never know. I mean, they have an idea of what projects they have currently, but they don't know what's coming up. Yeah. And they might with like holidays, like a typical or whatever, but... There is a lot of times in an internship where something goes sideways and you're the guy who needs to fill in Mm -hmm. and we're hoping you know CAD or you know Illustrator, you know Photoshop to do a quick rendering. So when you're an intern, if you can show off that you have a diverse range of skills, Mm -hmm. it's probably better than just saying I'm an illustrator because then they're like, okay, I mean, Yeah, it's a a delicate balance because you don't want to bore people. You don't want to do like a step-by-step like photo process of like how you painted the set. But showing some sketches of a final render. Yeah, looks like, good exactly. it's like oh okay thought about it yeah and then, yeah and then like the fact that i could just be like yes i can actually i can draft i can so if you guys are going to build this new piece of scenery for the park i know how to draft it i know how to do a paint elevation i can design props especially as an intern drafting yeah Ooh, you got yeah. i mean that's like a no-brainer yeah. to put in your portfolio totally so yeah. vector works or autocad mm-hmm. get on that i mean i think you could even get away even, with sketchup i or used, layout, SketchUp I used um cad tools in illustrator oh sure yeah, yeah. that's a great <laughs> that's a great way to do that it. works too it you does know, yep. like, and it's cheaper yeah autocad and mm-hmm. vector works are both stupidly expensive oh, like i hope they hear this you're stupid <laughs> expensive i highly doubt it they're not one of our they're 10 not listeners. One of our... <laughs> hey we have like 30 30 now listeners wow triple i know (laughs) so yeah but that's yeah that's kind of and after that i mean it was like a few more interviews and um yeah i eventually got the phone call from the official phone call came from a disney recruiter Mm. um and she yeah like a offered the uh position and i tried not to have a panic attack during (laughs) that you know yeah well my thing i i think i got a call from or maybe it was the end of the interview or something but mark was like do you prefer california or florida and i'm like fuck i can either i don't yeah. i don't give a shit sure. i could move to california that sounds fine and he's like okay well uh we'll let you know and and then the, i think the recruiter called or something and she's like 
uh, so we're thinking you're going to go to California. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess that's I'm moving great. across the country. See, and that's another difference where I started the phone. Fo- so I went into it, and I believe it was the same thing, where it was listed on the website as California or Florida. Either, yeah. But the big issue was that um, after grad school, um, Jared, the boyfriend, and I decided that we were going to move to Los Angeles. <laughs> and I was like, oh, cool. That would be great to get into California. You know, At that point, though, I had actually never been to Disneyland. I hadn't either. I'd never been to never. Disneyland. I've only been to Disney World. Yep. Like Disney World was kind of my home oh, park, same. Yep. and I was of, very much of the opinion like there's no way that Disney like Disneyland, <laughs> Disneyland is out, better, right? Because I I I'd always had this mentality of like Walt got to design the park like a 2.0. Mm-hmm. Like you get to redesign the park. Yeah. Like of course Disney World's gonna be better. <laughs> you know Magic Kingdom's gonna right. be better. Um, which there's, I completely have a different opinion now. It, I oh, 100%. love Disneyland. It, it's crazy how much internally. Disney prides themselves on Disneyland. Oh, totally. Like they, that is their bread and butter, their headquarters. They will make everything, every uh-huh. effort to make that the best park of yeah. all the parks. It's just like, it's, sorry, this is a little off topic, but I like, for me, Disneyland is so much more, like, it's so much more quaint and it's like it's, it's creative I feel tucked it's, in when yeah, I'm there. There's well, something about it that's just you have to be creative with like the angles that the guests see uh-huh. and how guests approach certain areas and the transitions between the two are crazy it's, cool. It's beautiful. It's amazing how much like the the transition from Jungle Cruise to Indiana Jones to Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. is like so seamless, seamless but it's only like 10 feet it's like, I'm like what actually the one <laughs> of my favorite parts of the entire <laughs> like, park i'm in new orleans and now. there's like a little like river in there oh, that yeah. most people don't even notice yeah. and like the tree house and it works like, it works it's so it's and so good florida has a shit ton of land but with land comes more stuff you have to kind of think of and do yeah and i mean and, and honestly like there are parts of um what's it called fantasy land at disney world yeah that are Oh, it's a little like, cluster. It's a, it's a little, little bit of a cluster. And, but, and it's like, they're like facades. They look yeah. like, they're not like... The new Fantasyland fantasy is New Fantasyland is great. I love new Fantasyland. But land. the whole concept of new Fantasyland is great. You like go out into the woods past the castle right, and everything. Right, But Peter Pan and uh, Phil Our Magic and um, um, Small, Small World, World is... Yeah. yeah. They're just like, they're just flat facades, yeah. you know, yeah. where I think the ones at Disneyland yeah. are just... I've, Fantasyland at Disneyland is like... Uh, yeah, I thought it was incredible to to work at Disneyland. Like yeah. being in California during the internship was That's just the best. Very cool. So I mean, to best. say that, yeah, when I got on the phone call, they, I was like, so I still have no idea. Is this for California <laughs> or Florida? <laughs> and they said that it was for Florida. Oh, okay. So I think they might have, they have already, already had somebody for yeah. California, but they were like, it's for Florida. And at that point, I was like, we had already agreed to move to California, nice. like after grad school. And I was like, whatever, I gotta fucking do it. Yeah, I gotta, you have to. I gotta work. I gotta figure out how to do it. It's only six, seven months. Right. Yeah. And I had a friend who had done the Disney College program, and then he moved on, and it had mm-hmm. done like he was actually working for the company you, proper. You and should so I was also, like, I'll just live with him. You, you should know? also know when you're in theme entertainment you have to move and travel you do a fucking lot you do you have you to just are not deal it's with... very hard to settle in a place and be there for a yeah long time. i mean i feel like la is a safe bet because it's kind of like a home base yeah but but right? there are so many jobs that take you other, other places. places that you you can't stay there for long i know it's true it's i true. mean i was talking to um a mentor at hedema um and he's like i moved like nine times in the past like two years or something. Wow. <laughs> so like, what the wow, fuck? Wow, like, wow, wow. Like, what? Um, and, and he's, you know, he's hitting the end of his, his lag or, I don't know. It's just, it's, it never ends. So, so yeah. be prepared to, to move for sure. 
All right. So now let's talk about like, okay, so we got the internship. Now, what did we do following, right? Yeah, sure. Um, so for me, it was, okay, I was nearing the end of my internship and I was like freaking out. I'm like, where the hell do I go? And I ended up uh, stumbling into research and development in Walt Disney Imagineering. Right. Which was great through mm-hmm. a connection that I got through the internship and got a little contract there. And then um, through that, uh, the contract ended and I was looking for other opportunities. Which, I, what, what did you work on while you were there? Uh, the Ghost Post. Nice. Uh, which actually won a Theo Award. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I worked on a couple graphics for that. Um, and after that, I was hitting up, uh, old contacts and I talked to my old professor again, mm. right? another life lesson is you always can hit those guys up. Yeah. Totally. And, uh, he's like, Oh, Hey, uh, there's a friend of mine who is looking for an art director or whatever for a new project. I'm like, Oh, cool. And his name was Jeremy Railton. Mm-hmm. And thus I went into EDC and hired me on the spot. Which is entertainment design corporation for yep. people who don't know. Um, got hired there to do motion gate. Um, was on that project for like nine months. I'm still like blown away that you were an art director on Motion Gate after. Yeah. I was 23 years old. Yeah, yeah, you uh, were a baby. <laughs> I loved it every second. Yep. Uh, turned out beautiful. Yeah, it you're did. welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but I was in a interesting time in my life. I was 23, 24. I was still trying to figure shit out again. Why I'd advise a break in between. You are a ba- you are a baby. Totally. I think about me when I was 23, and I was yeah. so. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I, I needed a break uh, mentally and everything. So I moved back home to Ohio and kind of left themed entertainment in the dust um, and crazy. lived out there for three years and then came back here because my now fiance, <laughs> uh, her family's out here. Nice. So, uh, so it led back, back here, to LA. Back to EDC, uh, working for Alex, um, loved it. And then uh, things happened there where I went to Hedema and uh, been at Hedema for... It's my first, can you believe this? I turned like 29 and it was my first year working for a themed entertainment company for more than a year. Nice. Like, I mean, I feel like that's the pretty, first company. I feel like that's typical. It's <laughs> the first company. You know, it's crazy. I mean, do you think that's like the first place that you've ever worked ever for a year? Or just themed entertainment? No, no. I worked some shitty jobs for a year. For a year, yeah, yeah, sure. Like when I was in high school or something. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Cool. Um, well, for me, after my internship, um, I my internship in Florida, I had such a great time. I loved everybody that I worked with. I was actually super sad to leave that office, um, but I had gotten in so um, good with my boss there, Mark Cravat, that he had asked me kind of like what my next plans were. And I told him that my boyfriend was actually currently living in Los Angeles. And, you know, the whole plan was after grad school to move to Los Angeles. And I got the internship. I moved to Florida. And he was like, oh, shit, okay. You know? <laughs> um, but he ended up, because he was in charge of both offices mm-hmm. at that time for um, creative entertainment for both coasts, he was like, well, okay, well, why don't we get you back out in California and I'll set you up with a job in California. And I was blown away by that generosity. That was so amazing, like, that he was willing to do that for me. Yeah. Um, So he set me up with what was called a CT um, or a casual temporary position. And essentially that means that you're – you are actually a member of the company. Like, you are a a cast member. Um, You're not a contract employee. Mm -hmm. But – you are kind of at an uh, like at an as needs basis like for whatever entertainment that they need so i moved out here in january he gave me a little you know he actually was visiting both offices 
um, even though he's based in Florida, he would come out to the California one. And he was like, I'm going to be there on like January 24th. So why don't you meet me at the offices? I'll introduce you to people. We'll get you all set up there. And um, I did. I met him there. It was great. It's a great group of people. It was a great group of people. Yeah, exactly. So I met I met Brad Kay and you know just a bunch of different people at that those offices there, um, and then I think within like a week or two I'd already had my first gig mm. with them like as a regular CT employee and no longer an intern. Yes, um, which was really cool. Um, you know, it just pays off to be, be your best. Oh, totally. You know that you could possibly be on your Absolutely. internship. Um, so I did that. And um, I continued to work on and off for them for the past several years. Um, and then at some point, you know, I there was like a little bit of a lull because, like I said, it's as an at an at an ads needs basis right. as needs basis. Wow, it's yeah. hard for me to say that. Especially um, with creative entertainment. Creative entertainment is very like holidays are here. Right, okay, everything's happening. <laughs> okay, yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. So there was a little bit of a lull there where I was able to like look for some other work. Um, and I stumbled upon Entertainment Design Corporation where I met you like a year later after that. How did that. you, but how did you stumble upon that? So I literally Googled themed entertainment companies oh, really? <laughs> in uh, Los Angeles and Hedema was on there oh, okay. and Entertainment Design Corporation. Um, I don't think I found Myco 2 at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but did you just email or did you just I just literally, out? yeah, there, there was actually an, they had an advertisement for an internship. Oh, and cool. I was like, yeah, I could do that, you know. Yeah. And so I reached out to um, the general email at that. I think it was like just a, you know, info, info at, email. <laughs> yeah, yeah info at email. Yeah. <laughs> uh, info email. So I reached out and I didn't hear anything for two weeks ish. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to set up a follow up. And at that point, I actually heard back from Francesca mm. Nicholas, who was there. And she was like, I'm so sorry. You know, like, we're actually really interested in meeting you. Would you mind coming in? And um, she had a quick phone conversation with me. And she was like, actually, we need a gig. And I looked, already looked at your portfolio. I think that you could do this gig. And I was like, yeah, sure. Okay, cool. So actually, <laughs> she, and I was like, oh, well, I thought this was for the internship. And she was like, oh, well, actually, we think that you're, you would not be good for the internship. We right. think that you would be, you know, just regular employee. And I was like, oh, okay. And she's like, we just have this one small gig. So I did this gig, and it was building a model for an architecture. Um, it was, it was a some sort of like uh, art installation mm-hmm. at an architectural complex of some sort. Um, and I'd never really read architectural plans like ever <laughs> in my life, yeah. so I was terrified. Of course. And I thought I did a horrible job. <laughs> I thought I was like, they're never going to hire me again. I yeah. like didn't. I thought I didn't do a good job at all. Well, then the production manager, um, Allie Picard, like emailed mm-hmm. me like the next week. And she's like, actually, we have another model that we need done. And I was <laughs> like, oh, my God. <laughs> OK, they didn't hate me. So I went in and I did that model for them. And it was a similar thing. It was for the same development, this, mm-hmm. you know, big, you know, a, like shopping center thing where they mm-hmm. had these art installations. And so I did another model for them. And then I thought I did even worse. <laughs> and I was like, for sure, they hate they're <laughs> never going to want to hire uh, me ever again. And um, a week after that, they were like, hey, Tina, are you interested in joining our core team? <laughs> and I was blown away. Like I had no idea that like I was like, first of all, what's a core team? Because <laughs> I had no idea what that was, of course. you know. Um, and so, yeah, they asked me to well, join them full time. It, it's so. a good lesson in um, themed entertainment that 
you you will probably rarely, if ever, get a full time gig without first getting a contract gig. It's true. It's you true. Will they want to feel you out. Feel you out mm-hmm. and tell you that it's only for three months. Who who knows? Mm. You might be here for five years. Whatever. Yeah. Just accept it. Accept the contract. Do the best job do you can. It, yep. And if timing works out and projects work out, mm-hmm. you will stay on. Yep. Right. And sometimes it doesn't work. And sometimes, sometimes you it, jump to the yep. next contract. It's true. And um, that's what it just happened to be that they were actually looking for somebody to join them yeah. full time and do more work with them. And timing. I just happened to be there and I just got along so well with mm-hmm. everybody there. Um, it was actually really funny. My first week there, I went in and I met Francesca and there was, it was like a weird time where everybody was like on vacation so it was like literally Francesca and I in the office and I was like does anybody else work here like <laughs> I'm the so only confused yeah. um and then this was a Jeremy Ralton too yeah. and so Jeremy Ralton actually ended up coming back from um Zim he was in Zimbabwe oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and he came into the office like all in a flurry you know because that's just kind of who Jeremy is and he came in back in a flurry and then he was telling me some crazy story about how he got hit by like a stampede of like wild <laughs> buffalo in Zimbabwe sounds, like, sounds and, like a Jeremy story oh yeah just like it's crazy incredible. and I was like who is this guy <laughs> and at that point I didn't even know who Jeremy Relton was right you know and then like literally like a few months before he'd gotten like the lifetime achievement <laughs> award from the Theo yeah. awards, you know, yeah. the buzz price awards. So I, I didn't even realize that I'd stumbled into that. Um, but yeah, I was with actually with entertainment design corporation for nearly two years. Yeah. Um, and then in the our, middle of that is when we met. Right? Yes, yeah. exactly. You came in about a year after. Yeah. Um, and we, yeah, had came in there. and stormed on your parade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it was great to meet you. And like, yeah. we obviously figured out that we had, we've actually met each other at the Theo Awards. We did. Yeah, yeah. that's right. We were Shit. we were just happened to for be Motion Gate. Yeah, for yeah, Motion yeah, yeah. Gate. And like they had an extra so seat funny. and they were like, "Hey Tina, you want to come to the Theas?" And yeah. I was like, "I have no idea what the Theas are." <laughs> Great. Um so and that's yeah, crazy. we totally figured out we had similar backgrounds. Yeah. We did the same internships. Um yeah, and then I was there for about two um years and then um opportunity came along to go over to Hedema. So I went over to Hedema as well. Yeah. So I was there for a bit, um, did, you know, theme entertainment with, uh, or creative entertainment with, which now is Disney Parks Live Entertainment. Mm. Um, I did that for a while, too. And yeah, that's kind of where I'm where at now. At. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so thanks for joining us. Yeah. We uh, we got to talk about ourselves. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> that was a pretty who, easy one. <laughs> who doesn't like talking about themselves? <laughs> Lots of technical I mean, information then. <laughs> you know what's really funny? I actually really don't like talking about myself. You know what? I don't like writing about myself. Writing about Like when yourself. people are like, yeah. oh, can you like write bios? a bio for oh, me? Yeah, oh, bios, yeah, I yeah. hate that Those so are rough. much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's like, yeah, Tina and Fala, and, uh, you know... <laughs> I have an MFA. Yeah, and, and I'm just like, nobody <laughs> gives a shit. Tina. I wrote a thesis. <laughs> right, exactly. Nobody cares. Yeah. So, but hopefully you guys learned something. Um, I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's it's always interesting to go through different people's experiences and see like mm-hmm. what they went through and how they got to where they are. And, and, you know, maybe you pick up some tidbits here and there that hopefully helps you along your journey. No, totally. And I mean, like I said, I would have died to have a little snippet of some sort yeah, of right? advice like applying for those positions. Yeah, I mean, it's just the context that you're working in. Like, you don't even know when you're applying like what is actually going what's, on. Or, what's like, happening. Like, yeah, no I mean, I'm literally in the middle of an interview process right now and I'm like, I, I have no idea. What, <laughs> still have no idea. Like, I'm, you know, however I don't think old, you ever do. <laughs> and you never know no. what's happening. Absolutely so, not. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. 
Yeah, but uh, that was awesome. I, cool. I enjoyed it. Yeah, um, I learn something new about you every time, so uh, that's great. I know. I'm such a fascinating person. Here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, of course, hit us up on our channels, as you know, uh, thedticket.com. Right. Uh, follow, follow us on Instagram at yep. the D Ticket Podcast and on Twitter at D Ticket Podcast. No, no the. the. Yep. Um, um, yeah, and we'll catch you next time. All right. Bye. Bye. Produced by Jacob Birding and Tina Savala. Sound engineering by Jared LeClaire. Music by Ryan Mowry. Fact-checking by anyone who has an opinion about the entertainment industry. Sound intern and official podcast pup, Oakley, the Wonder Oak, Lindegren. And a special thanks to Jared LeClaire and Carrie Lindegren. 